Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. We're back. We're back. (laughs) So let's talk about your history with herbalism, because you have been studying herbs for a very long time, right? Yes, since I was in my early teens, I've been obsessed with plants. I love plants. I love herbs. And I love herbal medicine. I guess let's start off with what's the advantage of plant medicine? Well, there are many. One, most herbs have been used and been in use for hundreds and hundreds of years. So although a lot of times they'll say there are no studies about this particular herb, that isn't completely true. There's been, if you go into ancient herbals and modern herbals, you'll see the same information that's been there for a very, very long time. They've got a good history. You know they're going to work and you know that they're safe. The other thing is they don't have the side effects that many aliopathic medicine, you never, you know, you're never going to read on the label of a box of chamomile tea that this is going to cause your kidneys to fail. You might have a heart attack and you're going to bleed from the eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's on the label of most herbal bottles and things is just that it says it's a dietary supplement right (laughs) which is no claim at all for anything of it working and most of the time on those labels you can't even tell what the herb is good for right well they fear to say because then you get into this prescribing and of course you can't prescribe so some herb companies just make everything a homeopathic But in herbalism, there is, you know, there is the folklore of the herbs, which tells you what they are good for and what they're used for historically. And it doesn't take very much study to learn what herbs are good and and how effective they are. They're amazingly effective. They're very, very safe and they're very inexpensive in this day and age when it costs so much for some prescriptions, hundreds of dollars you can have a very good result from an herb that you could buy in bulk for a dollar twenty. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, because you brought me up on herbalism and you would always say that most prescription drugs are kind of based off of an herb anyways, and then altered to turn into pharmaceutical drugs. Many of them are. Many of them are are extracts from herbs. They, you know, they take out one constituent of the plant. And sometimes that works, but there are certain plants. For example, ginger has about 500 different elements. And if you take out one particular part of that plant, that is poisonous. But when they're all together, you have this incredible, spicy, wonderful plant that helps people with nausea many many people that have had cancer including my own mother was the only thing that helped with their nausea and all the expensive nausea drugs didn't work yeah Um, you know and plus ginger is amazing and delicious and people eat it all over the world and they're not having any side effects yeah and i've always been told to drink like ginger honey lemon tea when i have a cold yeah, ginger warms up the body. It's naturally antiseptic. It's a little bit of an expectorant. It's just, it's a fabulous herb. I read one book. They said, if you were going to pick just one herb, you only had one to pick, then that would be the one. Yeah. Are there other amazing herbs that we need to know about? There are many, but there's some that are on my favorite list for various different reasons. Um, one that I love for women is Shisandra berry. And it's not a really well-known herb, but it's just a great herb. Shisandra berries, herb of five flavors, because it literally, when you put a little berry in your mouth and they're not bad tasting, first it tastes sweet and then it tastes a little bit salty and then it tastes sort of sour. And then it tastes sort of like a kind of almost has a barbecue flavor. It literally has five flavors as you like chewing on these little berries 
But Shisander berry is very good for cleansing the liver and for balancing the body and bringing up your energy. And it's also an amazingly good aphrodisiac for women that have sort of lost their sex drive and just are having a hard time at the end of a long day getting interested in anything other than drinking a glass of wine and going to sleep. Yeah. And it's really great for women that have just had a hysterectomy and it's great for women that have had two or three kids and their kids are wearing them out and they're just not interested. So I really like that herb. I've used it for lots of people. It's been fabulous. And the interesting thing about Shisandra Berry is that I made a formula. A girl came into my herb shop, which had very, very severe asthma and was on three different inhalers. And I made a formula with three herbs, one part Shisandra berry and two parts elecampane, which is another of my favorite herbs. Elecampane is an herb that has been used since the time of Helen and of Troy to clear the lungs and one part fenugreek. And we just put this together in bulk and put it in capsules for her and it cured her asthma completely. Yeah, what did the combination in the fenugreek do? Well, fenugreek is a yellow herb that clears sinus congestion, lung congestion. And again, it's another herb that just generally clears the body of phlegm and clears the liver a little bit. The three of them together are just work like magic. And I've given them to people, many, many people with severe asthma and this girl got rid of all her inhalers and she was doing so well that people were coming in from the bank where she worked and said, I want some of that too. Yeah. And I said, well, you don't have asthma. <laughs> and they said, well, she's so much better. I thought it wouldn't hurt for me to take some. Yeah. Would this help if someone's really having an asthma attack? Not so much in the moment. No, but there is an herb that's fabulous for that. And so another one of my favorites and that is lobelia. Lobelia, you get it in a tincture. And lobelia has this very interesting ability to both stimulate and relax the lungs at the same time. When you're having an asthma attack, everything goes rigid and you just can't breathe in or breathe out. And you just take two drops of lobelia tincture and you put it under your tongue and it's like a swoon. <sighs> and then you're breathing again. The other thing about lobelia that I really like is that the substance, one of the substances in lobelia is lobeline. And lobeline and nicotine are only one molecule different. So if you've been trying to quit smoking and you're craving a cigarette, you can put a couple drops of lobelia in your mouth and the lobeline will fit the receptor sites that the nicotine would fit, and you won't want a cigarette. Cool. Very cool. And a, a little one, one ounce bottle of lobelia, you only use two drops at a time because it's very strong. So one, a one ounce bottle costs you about 11 or $12, and it'll probably last you a year. And I don't know what people are spending on all their asthma inhalers, but I bet it's more than $11 a year. Well, I know people that smoke cigarettes, definitely some people can spend $11 a day for two packs. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's a lot. $11 a year, you're talking about saving potentially like $30,000. <laughs> yeah, That's a lot. <laughs> people spend a lot on on stuff <laughs> yeah another herb that i really like is cayenne cayenne is uh just very cleansing to the body it it's it warms up your body it's very good for digestion but it also has this unique ability to stop bleeding it'll stop bleeding internally and it'll stop bleeding externally it can actually save your life my friend Jean, she was messing around in the garden with one of these uh, hedge trimmers and actually cut her femoral artery. And she was 
she said when her heart beat, blood was squirting out of her leg and her husband ran and got a bottle of cayenne. She put a bunch on her hand and slapped it on there and it stopped it from bleeding. It, it will cause it to coagulate and stop uh, even a really bad situation of bleeding whenever that happens. It's also antiseptic, so it'll keep it from um, getting infected. It'll burn. <laughs> yeah. If you have a small cut, I've put it on small cuts, it'll burn like heck, but <laughs> it will also stop the bleeding. Yeah. Could potentially save your life. It could, it could definitely save your life. In, in Jean's case, if she hadn't stopped the bleeding, she probably would have bled out before she got to the hospital. Wow. Cayenne, I noticed when I had the herb shop, I owned an herb shop for six years, and I noticed that a lot of senior citizens that were really peppy and feeling great would be buying large quantities of cayenne. I, I remember one man would say, I put this on everything. I put it on my cereal. Um, <laughs> okay. I put it in my coffee. <laughs> well, it's actually kind of good. They do that in Mexico. They make a coffee with uh, chocolate and cayenne yeah. and it's pretty tasty. <laughs> yeah. But part of that is because a lot of times when you get older, you can have like leaky you know, leaky veins and you can have a little places where you're bleeding and, and you're losing, you know, some blood pressure and you feel pretty punk and cayenne can rectify that. And they start feeling a lot better and they perk right up and, you know, it really, it really is helpful. Can it make people feel really good? Another herb that just, you know, kind of put herbalism on the map, which a lot of people uh, have heard of, but they don't really understand how it works, is golden seal. And golden seal, they think that it's an antibiotic, and it really isn't. Golden seal stops staph and strep from sticking to your tissues. So if you have a staph or, or a strep infection anywhere in your body and you take some golden seal, It'll start to let go and it'll wash out of your system. You're not killing anything and you're not killing your friendly bacteria. It's just going to cause the staph and the strep to let go and it'll leave you. And that's why it's so much better than taking an antibiotic. And of course, you, Angie. Yeah, I'm yeah, allergic take, to penicillin. You're allergic. So that's what we used your entire life whenever you were got anything that we even suspected would be. Yeah. And grapefruit seed extract. Yeah. And it works very, very well. So those are some of my favorites. Uh, one other one I want to mention too is a Damiana. There's a lot of folks out there that are trying to get pregnant and they're spending a lot on um, fertility clinics and everything like that. And I've had so many, people that have come in had used to come into the herb shop and i'd say well before you spend all that money buy a pound of damiana and either smoke it or drink it in india they smoke it they roll it up and smoke it but you can also just make tea yeah here and we have a liqueur that's a damiana and the bottle actually is the shape of kind of like a, a naked woman with a big belly but would that be kind of the same thing as having it in, in a mixed cocktail? Well, yeah, a cocktail is actually, uh, in that case, in a lot of cases, even beer, is a like an herbal infusion or an herbal tincture. Yeah. Um, beer is hops, which is a relaxing, uh, you know, herb that they put into alcohol and it helps to make it more bioavailable you know when people are drinking a beer they're drinking you know a hops yeah and grain tincture really basically or a hops a tincture and an infusion combination you know um to relax and it works <laughs> yeah i've had a lot of people that i've sold them a pound of damiana and pretty soon they're coming back for some ginger for um Morning sickness. Morning sickness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you told me also that you formulated kind of a herbal plan to reset someone's immune system. 
Yes. Um, years ago, I had a lot of problem with allergies. And then I had a lot of problem with sore throats and infections. And I kept going to the doctor and they kept giving me different antibiotics, pretty much ran through the whole spectrum of antibiotics over a course of several years. And I just kept getting sicker until it got to the point where the doctors were saying, uh, we're going to stop the antibiotics. We're just going to drill through your face when drill and drain your sinuses mechanically. And I just said, whoa, I don't think that's going to ever happen. I'm going to think about this and, you know, I'll get back to you at a much later date. And then I went home and I thought, well, you know, what I do know they've been trying to do is to get my immune system to work. And I do know a lot of herbs that make your immune system work in different ways. And even though I didn't know exactly why I was having problems, I knew herbs that were likely to fix it. So I got the idea, what if I just took one after another for 10 days at a time and see what happens? So I took, made a list of the six herbs I knew to be really good. Some of them are antivirals and some of them are antifungals and some of them just kind of boost your immune system. And I made up the program for myself where I would take one of them for 10 days and then I would set it aside. Then I'd take the next one for 10 days, set that aside, then the next one for 10 days, then the next one. And when I got to the end of the six herbs, I would start again. So if you bought all six bottles, it would be about 180 days or six months before you ran out. You'd actually have a few things left. And here are the herbs that I used. One was grapefruit seed extract. Not grape. Some There's grape extract from, from grapes, grape seed, from the grape plant that you make wine with. But this is from the grapefruit. And grapefruit seed is a very good substitute for antibiotics. Somebody that's allergic and cannot take antibiotics, grapefruit seed extract works very well. So I decided I would take that, that one for two tablets a day for 10 days. The next one is golden seal root caps, which we've already talked about. And I decided I would take two a day for 10 days. The next herb is Padi Arco, which is a member of the cinnamon family. And it's a very beautiful, actually hardwood they make furniture out of also, but it's an anti-cancer and a very good antifungal. And I thought I'd take three of those a day for 10 days. The next one was olive leaf extract caps. And that one is like an antiviral and it's very good for your immune system. And I thought I would take two a day for 10 days. The next one is Usnea. It's spelled U-S-N-E-A. It's also called old man's beard. It hangs off the trees in the Pacific Northwest and looks like a, like a beard. And three of day three caps a day for 10 days and then the last one was myrrh gum you know a lot of people have heard of this for incense but myrrh is actually very antiseptic to anything in the body that's mucus lined like the eyes nose ears um, throat stomach lining and it's very antiseptic it's great for sore throats and two two a day for 10 days so I went on this program and I thought I might even stay on it for a year. I was willing to stay on it for however long. But by the time I was in about the three month mark, my allergies completely disappeared and I started to feel amazing. And by the time I had taken it, I was at my six month mark. I consider myself completely well and I was having no problems whatsoever. Over the years, I have mention this to many people that just have a lot of symptoms and a lot of problems, but the doctors can never find exactly what the problem is. And they go on this program and they get better. 
it's just a really good way to kind of reboot and wipe out what might be going on low-grade funguses low-grade viruses in your body and just kind of kick started again and get going yeah it definitely seems better than taking antibiotics that kind of wipe out all of your good you know cells and and the bad ones well and uh, there's nothing on this list that will do that you know there's nothing on this list that's going to affect your friendly bacteria in any way and there are several things on the list that are going to help with any kind of funguses lots of people have picked up funguses over their lifetime and they're bothering them bothering them more than they realize yeah and the idea of just switching them each like 10 days is just so you don't get like an allergic reaction to anything if your immune system is already like highly on, on well alert. i kind of just did this instinctually you know they always have you take antibiotics for 10 days and i thought okay what, you know, what did you switch it up? Yeah, it'll keep you from becoming allergic to what you're taking if you're highly allergic. But, and it also just, if the fungus or whatever, the virus starts to adapt to what you're taking, then you're switching it up. Now you're going to hit it with something different. And if it starts to adapt to that, now you're going to hit it with something different again. So that it's always like some new coming into your system that was what i was thinking at the time i can't say for sure if that's what made it work or there was some other reason but it definitely seemed to work yeah yeah that's cool do you think so it would some... work the same if you wanted to take all all of these herbs you know every day for 10 days no i don't think that's a good idea you can overload with your system with too much of a detox and also just too many medicinal herbs at one time is not good. I've always thought herbs should be like lovers, one at a time. <laughs> yeah, I think all the, the multivitamin companies might not like you saying that. <laughs> well, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Maybe two if you want to really be wild, but that yeah. one's better. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too, because a lot of times the doctors will tell you that herbs are dangerous and you know i've gone in a couple times for surgery and they say don't eat any herbs like 10 days before your surgery well if you were going to not eat any herbs 10 days before your surgery then you would have to only eat boiled rice because fennel's an herb pepper is an herb celery seed is an herb parsley is an herb parsley is actually a diuretic you know you name it everything on a pizza yeah is an herb all of our our herbs and spices (laughs) almost all all spices and herbs are medicinal but not all medicinal herbs are culinary some you know you wouldn't want to put fever fuel in anything you want to eat because it tastes terrible but there are a lot of very nice tasting herbs that are actually very medicinal. Rosemary's terrific when you have a cold or a flu. There's a lot of them that are very tasty. So there are a lot of herbs that don't taste very well. Are there different forms we can take them in? Yes. Traditionally, if you go way back in time, aside from eating them, you know, alive, just picking something and chewing on it, what people did Oftentimes, would they take a bad bottle of wine or a marginal bottle of wine and use that for their herbal infusion, and they would just throw their dried herbs into a bottle of wine, and that would be like their tincture. There'd be an herbal wine, and they would use that when they were not feeling well and drink drink their herbal wine. Nowadays, they have, you know, herbal extracts, but basically, all an herbal extract is is the dried herb in a mixture of alcohol and water. And if someone wants to make one at home, really it's very easy, dry that herb and pour a bottle of vodka over it and you'll have a pretty good uh, herbal extract. Yeah. And for much less than they are in the store. You know, generally a 40 proof bottle of vodka and pack a jar full of your herb and just let it sit and for five five to seven days or a little bit longer if you have the time and then you've got uh eight or ten ounces of nice fresh tincture 
Okay, so there's tinctures and eating them raw. And of course, what a capsule is, is just the dried herb ground up real fine and put into a capsule. Yeah. And people that want to save money could just go to an herb shop and buy things in bulk and put them in capsules because most things in one ounce will make more than a hundred capsules. And usually a one ounce of a lot of bulk herbs is less than two, $2. So you pay a lot to have somebody else put them in capsules for you. And then, then there's homeopathics. And the interesting thing is there are certain people, especially psychic people that they have a harder time with lower energy things they can't take aliopathic medicine they can only take certain herbal medicine but they do very well with homeopathic medicine and that's because home medicine is much more on an energetic level than a physical level how so well homeopathic is you take your infusion or your your tincture or your juice of your herb and you put it, you put a tablespoon in a bottle of purified water and then you shake it 200 times. Then you would take one tablespoon of that liquid out and put it in a new bottle of, say, a quart of water. And then you shake it 200 times. Then you take a tablespoon of that out and put it in a new quart and you shake it 200 times. And then you take another tablespoon out. So every time you do that, you get a weaker and weaker and weaker solution of the actual physical part of the plant but you get a stronger and stronger energetic of the plant Uh uh-huh it sounds bizarre but it actually works very well for many people there are many people that that only homeopathic medicine really works for them yeah it sounds kind of uh difficult to wrap your head around how something less concentrated would work better Exactly. And there are some plants that are poisonous that they make homeopathics out of, like nicotine, but they make certain certain things, uh, they make homeopathic out of nicotine for ailments, and that works very well. Because there is actually no nicotine in the final result, but there's the energetic of the plant. Huh, interesting. So... Sometimes if you're having difficulty treating your child or you're having difficulty getting well, you might consider consulting a homeopathic because then you're, especially if you're a very energetic, high-strung person, you might find that that's a lot better for you. Yeah, it's worth a shot. And then they have flower essences, which kind of takes it to a whole different level where you take a very clean cutting of a fresh bloom of a plant during the full moon at night and you float that into a crystal bowl of of completely purified water for a length of time and then you pour that bowl without it ever touching any metal or any other unclean object into a sterile container and that's considered a flower essence cool some people do very well with (laughs) (laughs) with flower essences with flower essences is a combination of vibration and moonlight and you know and and people have very good good results with flower essences even when they're done blindly when they don't know what they're taking some people still have a very good result oh whatever you gave me that helped a lot yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that actually working, but. (laughs) Oddly enough, it works great on dogs. A lot of people have good result with flower essences in the homeopathics on their pets. Interesting. Maybe the dogs don't have to worry about it wrapping around their heads. They just take it and get better. (laughs) Maybe they just like a little crystal bowl of purified water. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit more than that. Well, Maybe it's because the plant divas had something to do with it. Yeah. Every plant has a plant diva has a lot to do with the energetic of the plant. And that's one thing that in, you know, aleopathic medicine, we completely ignore and, you know, discount 
but actually plants they're to me they're like sentient beings because they have a spirit within them they have these little beautiful divas within them and you can communicate with these plant divas and the plant wants to heal you they want you to get better they will make an effort to come to you and try to get you to be better an aspirin tablet won't do that yeah, I think I'm super fascinated with the idea of plant divas and that when you describe what they look like, I kind of picture something like a little fairy. They look very much like a, a kind of a little fairy, but they don't have wings. I Well, I can't, I haven't seen all of them. Yeah. I've only seen about 20 different plant divas so far. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more. Everyone that I've seen looks like part of the plant so instead of maybe a shirt they'd have like a on the upper torso of their body would be the petal of the flower of the plant kind of wrapped in an exotic way like you would think if you took a scarf and wrapped it around instead of a instead of a shirt and it would be the color and the texture of the of the flower and the the part that would be would be pants would be the color of the stem and maybe the texture of the stem and their hair might be um or what would be hair it's not exactly hair but would be like the texture of the bark or or some other part of the plant so that the ones i've seen when you look at the plant and you look at the diva you go this is definitely this one this yeah. is the one from this one. And we I had a really good opportunity to do that when we were in Brazil because they had these beautiful botanical books out. And we were just loving being in this amazing subtropical rainforest. And we kept having plant divas pop up. And then we were going through these books. Quick, quick, look, this, this one's pink. Look for one with a pink flower. <laughs> <laughs> and we find the ones with pink flowers. And then I go, that's it that's the one that's cool <laughs> and it, it was great fun but there's also the plant divas have this joy to them when they when they show up you just feel joy and i think that that joy and that and their loving and that loving feeling is what part of what makes you heal when you take plant medicine so that would kind of be getting the loving energy from the plant rather than taking like a vitamin C tablet? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, of course, when you're doing an orange, you also have the aromatherapy, the essential oils, too. Uh, you've got the whole plant. So you've got the essential oils. You've got you know, of course, all the vitamins and all that, but you've also got the plant diva that's saying, come on, come on, eat my orange, you know, this yeah. is going to be good for you. <laughs> they want to talk to you. They want to have you use them. They want to communicate. They really do. Have you uh, had some communicate uh, ways to use them to you? When I was in Brazil, walking with Bichinha, we were walking along this hillside and Bichinha started grabbing me and say, and, and, and when she'd grab a little piece of a plant on, on this hillside and said, Marie, listen, this one wants you to know, this is when you've eaten too much and you have a stomach ache, you know, yeah. take this in a tea, you know, <laughs> and I, I would barely have a chance to even try to figure out what this little plant was because I had not been in Brazil and a lot of these plants I had never seen before. Then she'd say, wait, 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 this one. And then go to the next one. This one wants you to know when you can't sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> this one wants you to know. And as we're walking along, she must have done that 30 times, you know, saying this one wants you to know this and this one wants you to know that. Yeah, it's always but, made me think through history how we found out that certain herbs are good for certain things. And that makes me wonder if back in the day we used to be more in touch with nature and seeing these plants and they're communicating what these things are good for. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think people, if you're, you know, like Bashinia, they'll just pop up and tell you, you know, you don't have to try to work it out too much. They'll just blurt it out. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. You have a headache. I'm the one. <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> really? I mean, they really are. They really are very enthusiastic. We were driving in a car and Bashinia started crying. And I said, oh my goodness, what's the matter? Why are you crying? And she said, all the plants, they want me to sing their song and I can't sing that many songs. (laughs) And she started crying and big tears were coming down her face. And I'm like, oh, well, we're almost there. (laughs) We'll be done driving soon. And you won't have to see them. (laughs) It was like, what can you do? (laughs) Because maybe but they were popping the up plan- to her. <laughs> yes. And apparently singing a song that she could hear. You know, they wanted her to sing their song, which is incredible. I mean, they would love to hear them sing a song. I haven't heard any songs, but. Yeah. But you have a pretty but interesting like- story with the Poison Oak diva. Yes. Yes. Well, I used to get the worst Poison Oak ever. I spent a fortune having poison oak ripped off my property, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I would get poison oak and I would break out so bad that it was like, looked like third degree burns and it would take me weeks to get over it. And I just, so I just spent a lot of time thinking, I hate this plant. I hate this plant. I just want this plant to be eradicated from the earth, you know? And and I'm not a plant hater. And at one point I thought, this is a terrible, terrible way for me to think. I mean, I've really got to stop this. I, I can't do this anymore. I can't spend my life hating a plant. That's terrible. I've got to make friends with this plant. So I drove way out into the forest on one of the forest roads where there were was a lot of poison oak. And I got out of my car and I sit down in the middle of the dirt road where the poison oak was literally cascading over almost touching the road and I said okay I want to be your friend you know there's a lot of good things about you and I gotta admit it was a stretch but (laughs) you're grasping at straws there yeah I was grasping but I said but you do have really beautiful leaves yeah (laughs) and you probably keep a lot of bad people out of the forest because you know who wants to walk through you and um you know and the deer like to nibble on you and that, you know, so I'm just like trying to be friends, you know, and I said, I'm going to be your friend from now on. I'm not going to say bad things about you. And, and I did see this plant, the, the plant diva, it was like this little man. And he was like, Oh, grumpy and, and kind of gnarly. And like, what do you want? You know, why are you even here? You know, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this is terrible. He got this way probably because everybody hates him. You know, I thought, this this is sad you know and uh, then I felt even worse I said I'm I really I'm gonna be your friend and and as I was sitting there just trying to you know be at peace with him this like silver rain just fell on me it was like light in and rain uh, a raining light just falling all over me and uh, I just suddenly I got this recipe in my head to cure poison oak and I went back to my herb shop and I made it into this poison oak soap and I wrapped up 12 bars just from I printed something up on a regular eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and wrapped it up and scotch taped it and put those 12 bars on the on the shelf sold all 12 of 12 of them and all 12 people came back and said this is the best thing I've ever used so I wound up having a company and spent the next 20 years making poison oak soap from this recipe that the plant diva or the angels or both gave me because I decided to make friends with this plant that I had been hating for most of my life. So, you know, I think it's better to love them than to hate them. (laughs) (laughs) I think even with that story, some people may still choose to hate poison oak. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think if you hate it, you're going to get a worse case. Than... <laughs> yeah, that, that may be true. <laughs> Lucky for me, you got it so bad uh, when you were pregnant with me that I don't get it at all. So thank you. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had one friend that told me that he had taken some mushrooms and he was he, he went up in the forest and he wasn't even thinking and took off all his clothes and was rolling around and thinking what a wonderful time he was having. And he woke up, you know, in the morning uh, with no clothes on <laughs> and he had been sleeping in this patch of poison oak. Yeah. And he thought, I'm going to get this horrible case of poison oak. And he didn't get it at all. He nothing. Wow. OK. And every other time he had broken out. So, you know, you just sometimes wonder. Sometimes it is more our attitude or the blessing of the plant. And sometimes, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the plant. Maybe like, this, this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend trying that. So I'm not yeah. saying to take off your clothes and see if it works. But you never know. <laughs> What are some other uh, plant divas that you've seen? Can you describe what some of them have looked like? I do think I did see one that we had in um, in Brazil. They had what was they called a monkey puzzle tree. There was this tree that uh, it's kind of got stickers one way. So if you climb up or down, I can't remember which way the stickers go, that uh, it's really hard to go the other way if an animal <laughs> climbs up of it. And we did see a plant diva that w was from that and you could tell because it had the same kind of uh pattern of these like stickers on it only they didn't look so fierce on the little on the little yeah. diva <laughs> and he had the little he had the kind of a kind of a palmy hair like the uh like the leaves at the top of the tree but uh Cute. But most of them, uh, most of them, you know, it was just the was just the petal. It would be the petal and the color of the stem. Nothing that was really horrible, you know, very very striking. Although the the monkey puzzle one was more striking because that was a more different looking plant. I didn't see any plant divas that belonged to any kind of viney thing, but mainly just because they didn't show up. Not that they don't exist. Yeah. We went down to the giant redwoods one time and we saw like it looked like funny shadows moving um, amongst the giant redwoods. And at first I thought maybe they were ghosts. And then I realized that they probably were the plant divas of the giant redwoods. And we decided to lean up against and be around the giant redwoods and you could feel them move around you. They weren't as talkative. They were more like um, they were more like old kind of old men. But when you lean against the tree, they would kind of snug up to you a little bit. And it, even though it was pretty cool down there because there's not a lot of sunlight there with all the foliage and everything, but it would kind of give you this feeling of warmth, like you're I don't know, like you're snuggled up to your grandpa or something. And I noticed we, we were both like, we just started to lay there to kind of get a sense of these plant divas. And next thing you know, it was like three o'clock in, in the middle of the night. We had just fallen asleep with no blankets on or anything, snugged up to this redwood tree with these plant divas and had this great, you know, sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And they were bigger. They were a little bit bigger um, than... The, I had seen a lot of them that were only about, you know, they were only about maybe a foot tall. This, these were about, about three feet tall, but you know, the plants a lot bigger. So that makes a lot of sense, yeah. but they were just kind of all Brown, like a, you know, kind of like a little old Brown grandpa, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they didn't have, didn't have any green on them. Just kind of Brown, just kind of brownish, but, but snugly, you know, um, yeah. And, and didn't talk a lot, then moved kind of slow and stayed right around their tree. And it made me think of uh, Phyllis Crystal used to say, oh, when people had difficulty with their parents and she'd say, pick a tree and have that tree be your dad. 
And I always thought that was kind of funny. But after I did that with the Redwoods, I thought maybe she knows a bit more than I gave her credit for yeah. when it came to that. <laughs> maybe she knew about those. No, because they do give you a feeling like you're just snugged up to your dad and feeling really secure and happy and very, very comfortable. And I love the idea of these, you know, grandfather plant divas and the cute little ones that look like the their plant that they associate with. How would someone go about trying to attract more of them to us? Well, go out into your garden and actually start to talk to them, spend time with them. You know, if you go out into a garden and you just look at the plant and, and sit there and talk to it and like really appreciate it. Like if you're, you look at it and you go, wow, look how beautiful the color of the leaves are and how they shine in the sun. And when the wind blows, it moves and how beautiful your petals are. And I, I'm thinking about how beautiful the smell is. And I love the way you taste in a salad, if it's a food or something, and just sort of think about everything that you like about that and that you're noticing about that and everything about the plant and communicate that both in thought and also verbally to the plant. And I've noticed, I've done this in the forest that sometimes the plants begin to actually fluoresce and sometimes the plant will start to move even when there's not a breeze it'll start to move a little bit back and forth and back and forth and they're literally responding to you it's like the forest becomes more alive and the more you do that then the more likely then they're going to be waiting for you when you come out they're going to be ready and like oh here she comes yeah <laughs> Tell us more She's good gonna things talk about to us. us. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, my friend Jean could describe every single plant diva, and you know, she'd even say, "Oh, you're looking more red today," or you know, and she's just talking to them. And her husband wanted to see one, wanted to see one, and finally one popped up, and and it said to him, "Next time, raise your vibrations," and disappeared. And he said. And I've never seen another one of those damn things since. Yeah. <laughs> but she was seeing them every day, but she was spent an hour at least every day out there talking to her plant. He was in her garden crawling around and pulling the weeds and talking to them as she went. And, and I went out and did that with her. And I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was so energizing. And I always felt so much better. I think that it would be really, really hard to be depressed and stay depressed if you spent a lot of time talking to plant divas because their energy is the complete opposite of stagnation and depression. It's all about vivid life and joy and happiness. Yeah, who doesn't want that? I know. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> it's there for you. <laughs> it's there for you right outside in your backyard, trying hard to grow. Probably needs some water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's actually some scientific research of being out in nature and how it improves like mental health. Well, if you go out in the morning, all the plants are releasing their essential oils and they know essential oils are, you know, really, really good for you. Um, and aromatherapy is really, really good for you. Yeah. I think that's why people love coffee. The aromatherapy of, of fresh ground coffee is as strong for your immune system as if you ate an orange. So you go out and there, you can walk out in your garden and you're going to get the aromatherapy of however many plants are out there who knows what all that is but i'm sure it's going to be amazingly good for you yeah plus you're all got all those plant divas out there going i want to make her well i want to make her well <laughs> i want her to be happy <laughs> yeah let's try to make her smile <laughs> so they're there for you definitely they want to be your friend. They want to heal you. They want you to be healthy, healthy. And even if you, if you think about it, if you kind of try to tune to it, when you go to the market, 
you'll start to get impressions like I should eat this and I should eat that. And that's part of that will be the plant divas will, will be telling you, eat me, eat me. I'm good for you. This is what you should be having because they can sense what you need and they'll try to give you messages. Yeah. And for the reverse, you think that's kind of why we have certain cravings of things? Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I used to be able to just kind of tune into that and tell people, I just, you know, look at them and then I would hear, you know, from different, either the angels or the plants, what people needed and tell them, you know, you need to, you need to eat this and you need to not eat that anymore. And people would do what I told them and they got a lot better. I started yeah. doing that when I was very young. When you did my reading, you said that my guide or angel told you that I needed to be taking uh, a corn flour, like dried corn flour tea. Yes, corn flour tea, yes. And you said you didn't and, even know what that one was and you had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know if that was an actual herb tea or had any medicinal effects, but then it actually related to what your symptoms were. Yeah. That's because they are, they know you and every, you know, we're surrounded by these little angelic beings and little plant divas all around us and help you. And they do know what the plants are. Right. You know, the ayahuasca was two plant divas that were a thousand miles apart. Yeah. The plants grow a thousand miles apart and they came to the shaman and told them to mix these two together. The odds of somebody saying, let's, go get this vine and let's go get this and put them together in a tea are astronomical. The right. way it happened was the plant divas. Yeah, that's very cool. The old, the, uh, you know, that old thing of sitting on in your garden and your rocking chair in the evening to relax is a very good idea. Yeah. Good way to start your morning and good way to end your evening. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your herbal and plant diva knowledge with us. Well, that's not all my herbal knowledge, but that's a well, little bit of it. the highlighted <laughs> version of it. <laughs> we'll have to do a second take for some of your other favorite herbs if people are interested. But people can call in if they have questions, can't they, about herbs? Yeah. Or anything else? Anybody out there if you have more questions we would love to hear from you there is a link to send us a voice message on the podcast description that you can click and send us a voice message but otherwise we'll be back next tuesday definitely send us a question try to stump us we're waiting to hear from you all right talk to you later 